the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy i am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly discover the word identify yourself in the word meditate on the word speak the word walk in the word walk in the abundance of life that jesus christ has paid for welcome to this week's episode of the abundant life with gilbert and jacobina where the word of god is taught practically ushering you into all that christ is right for you we really appreciate you joining us this podcast really shows us how we can all learn live and thrive from the word of god by sharing knowledge through conversation and teaching we will impart some knowledge while still learning ourselves how to grow in the lord even further thank you very much for joining everyone uh let me let me just start uh so today we have with us Brian Sauda uh from Dove Network i i happen to know him uh we we have interacted quite a lot and when i was in india uh about to finish my 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 master's degree i happened to have you know to have met him he came through uh for for church work because the church I was attending which is called uh, Destiny Center uh happened to be under Dove and the pastor by that time uh Pastor Philip today is in Canada where uh where Brian is as we speak and uh mm-hmm. Brian is one of the apostolic leaders for Dove and has got a huge passion uh on the issue of uh matters to do with with breaking of the power of the spirit of poverty in people people's lives and not only so i think he's one of the second people uh him and greg who were very instrumental in uh, in, uh, in in uh, in helping me understand you know what is called marketplace ministry being able to see uh how it actually you know works in in the mind because the background we have most especially us in africa is that you, you if you are called into ministry you must drop everything and go and just preach and that that, that is good there's nothing wrong with that but there's also other things that are written in the bible and uh, other ways that god does things and therefore i i literally uh asked him to make some time for us which he was gladly able to do so that he can be able to meet us as a team first of all uh as im seeker so that he can be able to share uh, a lot of what he teaches he has written a book and definitely i will allow him to obviously go ahead and as he teaches us there's a book right there a practical <laughs> path <laughs> uh, i have it here awesome awesome so my my sister was almost joining she said i should share with her the name of the book so that she can look for it online so we we'll definitely need a link for that uh but mm-hmm. he has done an amazing job around this and he teaches this uh at the at the at the uh the online university and also the physical one for dav so without saying too many things uh welcome uh Brian this is the Imsica team here uh we are more than glad to uh to 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 listen in and learn what you like to share i would like to encourage everyone where you are right now uh from Imsica i hope you have a pen and a paper somewhere where you can be able to take note take notes of what he is sharing with us after 30 minutes uh we looking at he will just look at the the situation and see if at all there is any need for us to be able to ask questions uh and then i hope that you would have then written down some of those questions and you i i i'm i'm expecting to hear a lot of questions from us so let's uh let's be ready for that bran without further ado please go ahead all right great thank you gilbert 
Well, I'm uh, totally blessed to be here. As Gilbert mentioned, him and I first met in Mysore in India, right? And uh, just uh, uh, saw God's anointing on Gilbert, especially in the area of uh, the kingdom and especially in the area of business. And so we have been able to stay in touch. And I've been, at least from a distance, kind of tracking the uh, <clears throat> progress of the MESO, uh so yeah right I'm probably not going to say that exactly right but uh, I've been blessed and seeing some of the awards and just seeing the heart for service and making life better for people in uh, your nation of Zambia and uh, at the same time uh, making money which is uh, an important thing that we're going to talk about today uh, because God um, God wants to do that for us and uh, so uh, I'll, I'll just go ahead and get I'll start to doing some teaching here now, if you can see the chat feature, what I did is I went ahead and pasted some of my notes into the chat feature. And then I just was not, I'll probably just like, um, as I get done with that part, I'll paste the next part in so we can just kind of keep moving together. Uh, and, um, and I think also we kind of have a backup plan, Gilbert, is if, if um, our connection starts to fail, we'll, we'll drop the video and I'll just speak audio. Sure. Um, but for now, everything looks good on the video from what I can see here. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So um, my journey as I started to learn these things was um, I, I um, had lived most of my Christian life and I had uh, a real revelation of God providing all of my needs. So most of the time I prayed according to Philippians over uh, chapter one, where uh, Paul was saying, my God shall meet all of my needs according to his riches and glory. And for my, most of my Christian life, even after we're married and have two or three children, uh, I would always pray this prayer that uh, God would meet all of my needs. And I totally got that. And I totally saw that, that our needs were met. And uh, uh, what happened was um, at the end of the month, our, all of our needs were met, but there was nothing left over, just a few pennies or few shillings left over at the end of the month. And after a while, I started to just consider that and started to think that. And like, and I studied, started to study these scriptures, which I'm going to share with you here in just a moment. We'll do a little Bible teaching. And then I'm going to do some Bible teaching about God as El Shaddai. And then, uh, then I'll go through, I have like 21 ways of, uh, to de defeating, overcoming the spirit of poverty and, uh, uh, breaking poverty and, and what I call developing a prosperous soul. And, um, and then I'll just kind of move through them really quickly. I'm sure it'll stir some questions and that'll give us a, a basis for some discussion. Um, so, um, so as I mentioned, I, I was always praying for my needs to be met and God was very faithful. Uh, but around this time, I, it started to, I really started to realize like, well, if, God wants me to do things beyond just survive, that maybe there's more than, um, more than just having my needs met. And that was what I started to find in the scriptures. And I hadn't read it anywhere. It was more a revelation as I'm, as I'm reading the Bible and things are starting to come off the page. And, and at the same time, I felt like there was, I was also kind of had a healthy dissatisfaction so that's a key point a healthy dissatisfaction for the way my finances were our finances were for for myself and my family and that like well it seemed like there should be more it seemed like there should be another neville and then and what i realized as i started reading the scriptures was that 
um, the kind of the spirit of poverty is it's it's um, we look out at maybe a neighborhood that looks poor or a family that looks poor. They don't have even clean water, and we think that's a poor neighborhood or a poor family. But poverty is really up here. It's in your head. Poverty is a way of thinking. And so, I, as I have taught now, I started to realize and understanding that 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 really poverty is ingrained in our thinking and that's where as i started to see the scriptures my thoughts had to be compared with the scriptures and then as a christian as a believer we i had knew that i had to elevate the scriptures over what my thinking was so what i realized was that i had a lot of poverty thinking in my head even as uh, raised in the family i was and raised in the church world and um, I kind of had this idea, even as a young minister, that, hey, it's more spiritual to be poor. Jesus was probably poor, and which I don't believe that anymore as we look at the scriptures again, uh, and that it was more spiritual, and it was just kind of my cross to bear, never had, just having enough, and because I'm a pastor and minister, we'll never be prosperous, we'll never have abundance, and, and, and so forth. And so, having said that, um, I, I just wanted to, that's kind of a little bit of my testimony, which really the whole book, which I'll, I can send the link in here, but before we're done, I'll put the link in, uh, so that you can find it on Amazon or from Dove. Uh, but the name of the book is a practical path to a prosperous life, a guide to experiencing prosperity with a purpose. And, uh, so, um, I guess that shows up okay there. And uh, so my journey and a lot of my testimony is in that book. And I was just telling Gilbert that um, we were hoping to uh, to be in Zambia in August, but that was canceled. So uh, because of the travel restrictions and so forth, and and so we are rescheduling, hopefully in the new in January, February, March, in that time to do some uh, work with some apostolic and church leaders in Zambia. So if that is if that happens, which I'm expecting that it will, I'd love to, maybe we'll get to meet personally. It'd be really cool. I had a lot of fun too. So what I wanted to do here, just to, if you can see the, the notes in your chat, and hopefully you can capture and paste them. I'll also send my whole notes here to you as well uh, so that you can have them just to meditate on. Because that was, that was see, that was my experience was I would, uh, I'd have this way of thinking and then I would read the Bible and then I would say, oh, wait, like my thoughts are not, prosper the bible has prosperous teaching and thoughts in it but and then i just had to chew on it i had to think about it i'm like you know what those are bad thoughts i needed to take them out and put in what the bible was saying or the word of god and so uh i, I just kind of have here the first couple things you see there in the chat is is like a kind of a definition of terms and so i um i identify the spirit of poverty which we're breaking out of as a stronghold established to keep us from the fullness of the victory gained at the cross or the blessings of our inheritance in Christ. So um, well, that definition uh, really speaks to, uh, and it was actually written by a friend of ours, Rick Joyner, that it's not, it's not, poverty is not just an accident. It, 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 does, it just, it's not random, but it's a, it's a stronghold that is established by the enemy to keep believers from the fullness of the victory that Jesus has for them or the blessings of their inheritance. And it's terrible that a family doesn't have clean drinking water because they're poor. But more than that, I mean, they need that basic need met, but at the same time, they have a destiny and they have a calling that God has for them. And not having the finances available to, for each of us on this call, not having the finances available is, um, 
uh, will keep us from doing everything I believe that God wants us to do. So I always had just to define a few terms here to find the spirit of poverty uh, as written by Rick Joyner and also materialism. I, I feel like the church world offers uh, walks in a fear of materialism. So like we feel like if we have too much money, we think you kind of like to mention Solomon that, you know, that if, if we have too much money, it's going to somehow corrupt us and we're going to backslide and become like the pagan, you know, kings of old that in, in the, uh, not pagan, but the, the, the kings in the, in the, in the children of Israel or uh, in uh, ancient Israel where they would be blessed. And then they kind of got, you know, fell away from the Lord and so forth. And, and so what I, I felt like there was a fear of materialism. So I like to define materialism as using material things to meet spiritual needs. So money and things and finances and abundance will never meet the needs of a person's heart. But they are things that God gives us to use. So, so God wants to give us those things because we have a destiny, we have a hope, and we have a future. And so, like I said, when I prayed just to have enough, we would have all of our bills paid and it was enough, but I didn't have any money left over to help my neighbors or to give to a missionary or to, to help the youth of our town uh, where there was an evangelism outreach to them. Um, and so uh, I, I started to realize that um, it's, it's okay to have things and, and that's God gives us that. And I like to tell the story different times of if I ask a carpenter to come uh, over to my house and to build an extra room on, I have, uh, um, I have my wife and I have five children, and so we have a growing house, and and uh, we are, um, uh, you know, we want to add an extra room on so there's enough of space. And I had a carpenter come over, and and I, I quoted a price for that carpenter and said, hey, let's build this on here. I'm going to pay you X amount of dollars or shillings, and and um, um, and so he comes over to start to build that room onto our house. And I, I meet him as he comes with his vehicle and tools. And I said, Oh, there's one thing you can't use any tools. And uh, he's like, what, why would I can't build a room on without any tools? And I said, yeah, you can't use any tools. Well, he would just go away discouraged and, and think that my head was, was uh, filled with crazy thoughts. Right. Uh, but I, as I, <coughs> excuse me, as I'm understanding that, um, I realized that that would be frustrating to them. And I realized that God is asking us to do a mission. And so finances is just, the money is just a tool. The physical blessings are tools that he gives us to use. And that's how we need to, that keep guards our hearts against materialism. And so God would not ask us to do a mission, grow a business or complete the great commission of evangelism without giving us the tools that we need to do it. Um, so I like to just kind of define materialism because I, uh, I understand it and I think the church is fearful of it, uh, but I, don't, I am no longer fearful of it. And you'll hear more about that here a little bit later. And the last term I just want to define is financial independence. And I like to define financial independence. <coughs> Excuse me. I like to define financial independence as as you see in your in the chat feature there, <coughs> excuse me, I might have to get a cough drop here. Um, financial independence is freedom to make decisions based on God's voice, not on finances. So I like to I like to kind of cite the example of of Noah. 
because Noah was financially independent. And so when God told him to build an ark, which had a lot of things with it, I won't go teach into that. But when God told him to have to build an ark, he had the resources that he needed to do it. And um, so that is that was natural and that was fine that uh, <coughs> when God said to build an ark, they didn't have to have a fundraiser. But he was at a place of abundance in his life that he could do what God told him to do. So find those terms, spirit of poverty, materialism, and financial independence. So having that as a backdrop, just for our, our thoughts, our discussion for today, um, I, I have here in your notes, meet El Shaddai, the God of more than enough. And, and so I have some scriptures here, and now I, I don't want to take the time to read through all of them, but essentially we a lot of you if you as believers would recognize the names of god like there's jehovah jireh who is a provider there's uh, jehovah sidkenu the lord my righteousness there's uh what are they jehovah shalom the god of peace and so what was happening is as the old testament was unfolding the lord was revealing a different part of himself to an infinite god revealing a different part of himself to the children of israel so each time he would say, I'm, I'm the Lord, uh, the Lord, your banner. Um, geez, which is that one? Anyway, can't think of it now. The Lord, your banner, I lead you in victory. And, uh, uh, and um, I'll, I'll think of it soon. And um, I am the God of peace, or I am the God. And so he would be revealing part of his self, self through these different names. And so one of the names that, uh, that is used for God in the Old Testament is El Shaddai. And a simple definition of El Shaddai is the God of more than enough. And uh, there, th that term El Shaddai is a Hebrew term, and it, it means like the all sustenance, all sufficient, like even it sometimes translates many breasts at one, like there's abundance and, and, and so forth. And so like right away, then I was starting to, um, as I was mentioned, I'm starting to contrast what I prayed all my life God meet all of my needs, which now I'm reading in the Bible, El Shaddai, the God of more than enough. So I started to realize like, oh, there's something here. There's an aspect of God that I had didn't understand and didn't tap into. And I was only praying for my needs to be met, Jehovah Jireh, because there was a need. Again, I won't go into all the scriptures, but there was a need because there, for a sacrifice and there was a ram on the bushes. It was a one-time need. But over here is El Shaddai, the God of abundance. So it made sense to me that, oh, I should have money left over after our bills are paid, after I feed my children, um, that I could feed my neighbor's children if they're in need, or I could give to missions, or I could support evangelism. And, and so that really went off inside of me. Um, <clears throat> and this is kind of a real important to, to, to get this like revelation of God. And so I'm just going to read a couple of scriptures here. Um, just to kind of, uh, I, I won't use, I'll just cite scriptures the rest of the morning, but or actually I'm sure afternoon there. Um, and, uh, but I, I do think I'm going to read a couple of these here. Genesis chapter 12 and verse two. I didn't go ahead and put them in there. So I'll just read them right out of the Bible here, because this really, this is where we see El Shaddai, the Hebrew term translated into English. So uh, in Genesis chapter 12, verse 2, the Lord said to Abraham, leave your native country, your relatives. Verse 2 says, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous. You will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you, curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. So right away, 
for Abraham, he was blessed to be a blessing. So there's more than enough. It wasn't just for him, but it was for him so that everyone he interacted with was blessed. So as you have working with customers, they, their interaction with you, it's a blessing to them, but it's also a blessing to you. And, and so there they get further ahead and, and, and so forth. So, um, so from Genesis 12, we see that. And then if I just have in your notes, Genesis 17, this is actually the first place uh, that we see the term El Shaddai. So I'm going to read uh, Abraham, uh, Genesis 17. When Abraham was 90, again, I'm not going to go in, I'll read a few scriptures here. So just be patient and listen to this. When Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am El Shaddai. And in the English translation, it says in there, God Almighty. So anytime you see the translation, God Almighty, that's the English translation of El Shaddai. Anyway, enough said. Uh, Serve me faithfully and live blameless life like I, I will make a covenant with you, but which I will guarantee to give you countless descendants. At this, Abram fell face down on the ground. Then God said to him, this is my covenant with you. I will make you a father of a multitude of nations. Once more, I am changing your name. It will no longer be Abram. Instead, you'll be called Abraham, for you will be the father of many nations. <clears throat> I will make you extremely fruitful. That there, fruitful, blessing, abundant. Your descendants will become many nations and the kings will be among, um, will be among them. And, and so that is the first time we see in the scriptures this revelation of God as El Shaddai, the God of more than enough. <coughs> Excuse me. So I have here in your notes uh, in the chat feature, Genesis 24. I won't go there and read it now. That's a, it quotes Abraham's servant Laban saying that uh, my master is rich and that he is blessed and he has many blessings. So what God, just to say what God promised to Abraham, he followed through. We find that in Genesis 24. In Genesis 25 to verse 21, we see not only was Abraham blessed, but as promised, his son Isaac. So we know that God is the, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So uh, we see that Isaac is fruitful. In Genesis chapter 26, the, if you read the verses there, you'll see that Isaac prospered even during a time of famine. So we know that there's abundance by natural rain, and, but there's also times of drought. But even in times of hardship, what God is talking about with El Shaddai is there, it, you're, God's abundance is not dependent on your local economy. It's not even dependent on your job, it, but, but this abundance comes out of you. It's a, what I like to call a prosperous soul. So Isaac prospered even during a time of lack and famine. So that gives me hope when I'm training pastors in India or other nations that doesn't matter how bad the economy is, doesn't matter how poor their village is, prosperity comes with inside of you. It's a, and it, it comes out of you. Uh, it's not out there. So poverty's here. It's not out there. So as we replace poverty thinking with prosperous thinking, according to scriptures, then prosperity is here. And then it just flows out of us. So the other scriptures I note there is that um, Isaac passes a revelation, Genesis 28, on to his son Jacob. Genesis 35, God reveals himself to Jacob as El Shaddai. That's when he changed his name. But in Genesis 48 and verse 3, we see literally now that, um, that, um, that, that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Jacob is passing on to, his, to, to Joseph, his son. So each generation is getting a revelation, this idea that God is El Shaddai, the, the God of more than enough. And so literally it would be like 
me saying to my son Gilbert, Gilbert, here's El Shaddai. He is my God. He's the God of more than enough. You meet him and, and you uh, love, get to know him in this way. So Genesis 48 and verse 3, Jacob said to Joseph, his son, his natural son, God Almighty, El Shaddai, appeared to me at Luz in the land of Canaan and blessed me. He said to me, I will make you fruitful. I will multiply your descendants. I will make you a multitude of nations. And I will give this land of Canaan to your descendants after you as an everlasting descendant. So here again, he's saying, I am, I am, I will make you fruitful. I will multiply your descendants and multiply you. So having said that, um, then, um, then we see Joseph again, without reading a lot of the scriptures, we would find Joseph he had a prosperous soul. He had prosperity within him. So when he was thrown into, when he was sold into slavery, the next thing you know, he, it was only a matter of time until he was, uh, he, be, he was raised up and he was authority in, 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 uh, in uh, became authority in that household. But he got thrown into prison. And then, but then next thing you know, he was running the prison. It was lifted up and he was lifted up and he was in charge of the prison. And then, uh, things went bad in prison, and then next thing you know, he was uh, he became the the leader of all of of all of Egypt. And so, literally, what we got there is that he had a prosperous soul. So, whatever his opposition, he still prospered because he had prosperity in his soul. And uh, so, I mean, I know I spent a little more time on that, but I, I just want us to to understand that that there, if we can get a revelation of El Shaddai is the God of more than enough then we can uh, really, it'll change who we are. Praise the Lord. I hope you've been blessed by the sharing of the word of God today. And I pray that it takes root on good ground and brings forth a hundredfold harvest in your life. Please ensure to subscribe. Follow the Abundant Life with Gilbert and Jacobina on our social media platforms. Join us again next week for another inspiring episode. And remember, Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Declare that with me, more abundantly. Stay blessed.